Voice for Victims podcast. Stand up for what is right and leave a legacy behind for others to follow. I am so happy you decided to take the time to listen to this podcast. Now, go and enjoy the show. Check out Balance 7 at balance7.com. To get a discount, type in Crystal 10. This is a nutritional supplement that will get you back to optimal health. Now, what are you waiting for? Go to balance7.com to try your supplement today. Welcome, everyone. To Voice for Victims radio show. Hope you're all having a fabulous day today. I'm so happy that you are here and listening. And I love, you know, providing content for you. I love doing these podcasts. And if you are interested in coming on the Voice for Victims radio show, you can reach out to me at voiceforvictimsradio.com and I will be in contact with you. Well, today we have a fabulous lady that's coming on the show. Her name is Diana Caprina, and she has a story for you to hear. So let's welcome Diana to the show. Hi, Diana. How are you? Hi, I'm well. Um, Thanks for asking. I do have a little bit of a cold, so I hope I don't come across sounding too nasal right now. But otherwise, I'm so excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm excited that you're on here. I'm excited to hear all that you've been through. And I think that your story will be very impactful for others out there listening. And, you know, so I guess we could get started with um, just telling the audience a little bit about who you are and your background. Sure, yeah. Um, So I was born in the former Soviet Union, and I came to the U.S. at the age of nine with my parents under my father's um, student visa. And then we stayed here because my father began to work for Harvard University. And um, I had a, I guess, not really a normal childhood due to so much movement, um, so I never had roots or ever felt really rooted. And even in, and I went, when I went to high school, I went to private school. I sent myself to private school, actually. And everything was fine until I suffered my really initial trauma. Um, and that was when I was raped uh, right before entering freshman year of high school. And that really changed everything for me. That's when I just... Um, I want to use the right word, and I think the only one that comes to mind is a few words, actually, that I just felt into pieces of shame and guilt because I never uh, talked about it. I never allowed myself to heal from it, and I blamed myself that it was my fault, that I could have prevented this, that it was someone I trusted, and I just shouldn't have trusted them and I blamed it, blamed myself continuously throughout the years and by the time I reached college it happened again um, and this time I blamed myself because I felt so numb 
And I couldn't even, um, after saying the initial no, I couldn't fight. I couldn't do anything. My body literally froze. Uh, and I really had, I guess, by this time, a very morbid view of sex or even partnership. So through all that, um, I ended up falling in love and marrying my abuser, um, who is my ex-husband now. But that whole thing um, slowly led to it. So it was a lot of little not little, but extreme traumas that really made me uh, fall into these holes and cracks. I almost felt like I was Alice in Wonderland falling down the rabbit hole, and I just kept falling, and I couldn't breathe. Um, And so that brings us to, I guess, today where 14 years ago, the final break happened, and um, my husband and I separated, not because I wanted to. I was so dependent on him. It was just, again, another form of abuse, and he found someone else, and that's it. Um, I was just um, discarded, I guess is the word. Um, and that's when my healing began. So in a way, I was fortunate that it happened because that saved me. If I had stayed, I don't think I would have survived. And so just being here and going through that healing has just been incredibly difficult, but at the same time, uh, extremely rewarding because right now I am in a place where I can say I've slowly been just falling in love with myself and just who I am and what that really means. And I finally began to work on my memoir and I've been always a writer. I went to college for um, for English. I was an English major. And when I experienced so much trauma, I had stopped writing. And once my healing really progressed and I was able to lift that shame and really work on the inner self, that's when really good things began to happen in my life. And it just continuously begins to progress and I guess that's that's the story well I commend you um for being able to try to get yourself out of the situation I'm sure it was very difficult going through that and I'm sorry that it happened to you oh it's just it's okay you know you get to a point where it's like yeah, it happened, and I tried to look back and think I don't have any regrets because no matter which road I would have taken, I don't think I would have ended up here where I am today, and I really am enjoying this place where I am. You know, I feel rooted. I feel good. I know what happiness feels like. I finally feel for the first time, and I hadn't felt because – that trauma that I experienced, I developed borderline personality disorder. And I think, honestly, I believe that borderline personality disorder happens to more people than they even realize it. And it's something that we really don't discuss quite often. I didn't find out about it until my 30s and into my healing. I didn't. I was never even diagnosed with it. And I think I should have been probably at the age of 14. That could have really prevented a lot of... Um, 
things that occurred and addiction and just all of it. It was just such a, when I fell, I fell hard and low and very low. Did you, um, like, when you were going through the situation with your ex-husband, how did you cope with it, like, all those years? I, I was never sober. So, okay. and what I mean by that is that but at the age of 18, I was prescribed um, benzodiazepam. So I was prescribed clonopin for my anxiety attacks because I was having extreme anxiety attacks. So this is before, even a year before I met my um, ex-husband. Um, so for anyone who knows the effects, this is a, actually is considered, I believe, in the narcotic category. And uh, it's not meant for long term. Uh, by the time I met my ex-husband, I was 19. I was already on it for a year, and they just they kept increasing my dose. And I was having a really hard time in college because I just kept I was so I I just would fall asleep, and then I wouldn't realize what was happening, and then I would have more and more anxiety attacks, and then I would be prescribed more and more medication, but nothing was really dealt. I didn't have any behavioral therapy. I didn't have any of that. It was just prescription medication. So with him, I tried to go off medication, to be on medication. He was dealing with his own addiction. And ultimately, I was always on something or eventually got to the point where he he would supply me with drugs. So ultimately, he was my, my drug dealer. And uh, well, not really even a drug dealer because he's the one who got them, brought them. I had always access to them. There was never a time where he said, no, you need to be in rehab or no, you need this type of therapy. It was more like, um, how can we use your anxiety or whatever, your trauma or everything to get more drugs or to get you even more messed up? So it was a very what? mentally distorted and messed up situation. How did you get away from him? Again, I think it was just luck. I think uh, there's some, I have really great guardian angels. Uh, I don't, I I don't even know what to say. I, I, because I did die. I overdosed on methadone that he gave me Um, and I died. And when I came back to life, that didn't stop me from going back and using again because I was at the point that I, I didn't care if I died again. I almost um, wanted death. And at that time, he found someone else and have a need for me anymore. So he just literally packed up my things and just brought me to my parents' house. And then he never spoke to me again. Wow. Wow. I mean, it was probably very traumatic going through the entire situation, and then whenever he did that, but in, in the next breath, it was probably like a relief to get away from him, you know? Yeah, so it was, but the thing is, I was already so codependent, I didn't think I would survive without him, and then I didn't think I would survive without the drugs, and I had to quit cold turkey because my marrying him affected my U.S. citizenship. So that was an extra layer that just completely, so when bad things happen or when breaks happen and they come at you in threes, that would happen to me. 
So um, he found a mistress. I get kicked out of the house. I get sent to my parents' house. And I get called for my U.S. Uh, citizenship, basically, interview. And he was supposed to be there, and he didn't show up. Because by marrying him, I was just no longer eligible to receive my citizenship with my parents. It's one of the laws that's kind of crazy, but it's one of the laws in the immigration with wow. the department. Yeah. Well, how did um, you get over so, here? Like, what? Well, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you talk. Go ahead. Yeah. So, the, um, so I just uh, I was thinking back to the question you asked earlier. Um, what, what got me away was that. Was basically he just brought me back and threw me at my parents' house, and then he wouldn't even talk to me. He didn't come to the interview, and uh, I had to face deportation, and I couldn't tell my parents I was an addict, so I did. I tried very, very hard to uh, fake it and pretend that I am perfectly fine, but at the same time, I was going through grandma seizures and all this stuff. It was a crazy, crazy experience, and I'm very fortunate to have my mind working as it is right now. I will say that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're very lucky to be alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you well, realize that. Yeah. God is watching every year. You know, like I say, I believe I have some really strong guardian angels. Maybe it's my grandparents because when I left at the age of nine, I never really saw them again. I never got to go back. I've been in the U.S. for the past 30 years. I've never left the U.S. Um. And so I never went back, and I like to think that maybe it was my my babushkas, my grandmothers, just looking out for me and being like, no, we got you. You have to live or you, I have a purpose. And this really gave me my purpose because I realized that this is my purpose. My voice is my purpose. Um, my books, my poetry, that is my purpose. That's what makes me sing, and that's the story that I survived to tell. Wow, you you've been through a lot, and you know, yeah. I know. I wow, I, I know the initial the initial one is usually like the shock effect. That's like to me, I'm like, yeah, because I I speak about it so much now that, and even within the family, we will, to me, it's just that's that was just life. Like this is what I had to go through, and. So when people, it makes it easier for me now to even just understand what others go through. And it doesn't have to be as shocking as my story because usually they're not. Abuse happens everywhere. And usually it is because we we still hate it ourselves. So, of course, we're going to find a partner that's going to hate on us too. Well, you had said uh, something about a book that you wrote. Do you want to touch a little bit about that? Um, well, I'm still working on it. So I do have a children's book out. Um, it's called Adventures of the Girl with Pink Hair, um, and it is available at Barnes & Noble. Any, any, anything, all my work um, is available just on my Facebook page, that is Diana Caprina and anything. If any, I've been writing some poetry there and – stories and the, uh, bringing really the story of the girl with pink hair um, to life through illustrations. I've been working with an amazing illustrator, Kelly Shelton, and it's just been uh, really a rewarding process. Uh, and I like to 
be very open during my creative process. So that's why I just urge people, if you're interested or you want to connect, best way to do it is uh, probably through just Facebook, and I'm really easy to find um, Diana Caprina. I don't think there are really many with my last name because it's, it is um, a Russian last name. What do you like to do in, like, your spare time? Like, do you have any hobbies? Well, I, I've been so consumed with writing right now that it's just been my main hyper-focus. Uh, but I do, I do I, well, uh, writing and reading, that goes kind of together, so I don't know if that's a hobby or what you call it. It's just been all my life, and it's been always a passion. Um Aside from that, I love to knit, and I like, I'm learning how to, um, what's the word, uh, crochet, this little, little projects at home. Uh, I do some work with nonprofits. Um, I, do, I, I do a lot of things, basically, for, to help communities, and those are little hobbies, little projects um, that I have. Well, it sounds like you're very busy, and you do occupy your time, oh, which is a good thing trying, with your situation. Trying to stay afloat, yes. Um, I like to keep my mind um, working. Is there any advice out you know. there that you can give people that may have went through um, a rape situation or may have gotten addicted to drugs? Is there any advice that you could give them? you know, to try to prevent um, them from doing that? I mean, they can't prevent uh, I mean, you can try to prevent the rape, but, I mean, that, that could happen to anybody. Really but prevent no, you can't prevent it. You can't but, do that. But I really believe that drug addiction, um, that from trauma is what I mean, is what is borderline personality disorder because you feel so much shame. And continuously, if you have, if you're a victim, you need to continuously, and I know this is hard because you probably won't feel it or even believe it, but you need to say, it's not my fault. This is not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. And then you need to go back, and this is really hard, but I mean, in your mind, you need to go back to that moment, and you need, and yes, you stand back, and you can you revisit it in your mind, and that is so painful, but you can then after that, give yourself that love. So go back to that time and love that girl that, that was the victim, that this horrible thing happened to, and love her. Don't shame her. Um, and do that over and over until you find your healing, and you will. It comes. It's a slow process. It's a hard process. I urge behavioral therapy. Um, there's medication. Maybe antidepressants could help but really acknowledge that this wasn't your fault. There's things you can control and there's things you can't. And that really also falls into the addiction narrative, right? Um, things that are, there's things you can control and things you can't, and that's very hard for most addicts to even accept. So again, I find the two so interlinked and the best advice is, is to go back and say, okay, Yes, I can take accountability for this. Yes, I can take responsibility for this, and it's okay. I'm I'm not a horrible person. I'm a human being. This is okay. Um, this is what bad looks like. What happened to me was a bad person doing that, and you really need to separate that from yourself. 
I think that's great advice. I, I do think that, you know, I hope it helps. That. I know it's like a two-minute spiel, and there's so much more to it. But I hope anyone that's listening, I hope that by voice and my story can uh, give you a little bit of hope. Hold on to that hope. It is, it is the most powerful thing that will help you survive and overcome hope and just feel. Allow yourself to feel. I think that's, that's, the most, that's the hardest part to do after surviving a trauma is feel because you become numb and you disassociate. And getting yourself back into your body and just allowing yourself to take up space and saying that my body is the safe space. It's a safe space to be in, and I want to be inside my body. And that will help that connection. And I hope this this helps me saying it. I'm, I'm sure it will. I mean, I, I think that more people like you need to come out and tell their stories because it does help others because going through it, they feel that they don't have a voice. But then if they hear other people's stories, then it makes them feel stronger and, you know, might get more brave to get out of the situation. I do believe yeah, that your story is going to help someone. And I I agree with what you just said. I know I just sort of interjected my yeah, but um, that is so true because for me in my healing, I always searched for stories similar to to mine or what I was going through. And I tried to connect. And the thing that I was always lacking was trying to understand the how, the the process of how did this person get from a, a point where you are just not even alive, basically, to a point where you're just continuously talking about it. And I didn't understand it. But as my healing progressed and I got to this point where I'm continuously talking about it, I realized the how. And I think that is why also I try to be so transparent because I hope that I am showing people that this is the how. I'm also healing. This is a part of my healing just by even having a conversation with you or doing this podcast. I would have never, never been able to do something like that uh, 14 years ago or even 10 years ago or even five years ago. So, it is a part of my healing, and it, as long as I believe in myself and I believe in others, I think it just progresses from there. So that is the initial hope that um, we should really be all holding on to, I think. Do you have any goals, like, that you want to achieve, like, in the next five years? Well, you know... I do have a dream that I want my books, my my memoirs that I have coming out to be, you know, New York Times bestseller uh, on the bestseller list, part of Oprah Club and all of every single writer dreams about. So that is the dream. on the short, shorter version and what is more expected, I would say, of me in the next five years, I do uh, have the books coming out. Uh, hopefully, all books will be released by 2025. And um, uh, hopefully, the next five years, I will finally get my citizenship and have rights as a 
U.S. citizen because I've always felt I was a U.S. citizen, just born at the wrong time, I guess. If I was born a little bit later, I would be a U.S. citizen, which is so strange. I was just born nine years later. I would right now be a U.S. citizen. So that that, that plays a large role right now in my uh, thinking. And, of course, there's a fear. What if um, right now my petition gets denied and then they decide to deport me? So I have these um, things that I am still dealing with where I I find that I have little barriers where I don't fully set these um, business-wise five year plans just because I, I'm, I'm still a little bit floating in the air when it comes to immigration. What all do you have to go through on that? I mean, you came over with your dad, right? Yeah, so I came to the U.S. in 1993. This is when the Soviet Union was falling apart, and I came here under his student visa, and we stayed here under his work visa. So today, my parents are actually U.S. citizens. Uh, my brother and sister are U.S. citizens. Everybody is a U.S. citizen. Uh, I was supposed to be a U.S. citizen with a, along with my parents, but because I married a U.S. citizen, and this is a law, I think I said this previously, in within the uh, Department of Homeland Security, this is one of the immigration laws. For some reason that if a child that arrives and reaches of age of 21, and after that age, if they get married, they're just no longer eligible to receive their green cards or U.S. citizenship with their parents. They have to reapply through their spouse. And I did that. I reapplied with my spouse because my parents got their green cards and I got a denial. So I reapplied and we got a call for the interview, and my ex-husband didn't show up. And Yeah, you did, just you did him, say that. Just him not showing up, and this is, I'm going to really stress this, just him not showing up, I for me, was a different form of abuse because two weeks later, I received a deportation letter. Wow. And I've been in an immigration uh crazy loop and I actually took the initiative for the past 14 years I've been studying law and immigration law specifically because I encountered so many attorneys that took advantage of me in my case and failed at certain points so I took it upon myself right now to fix that and I filed another petition and I did it all myself I call it my legal dissertation so right now I'm waiting for uh, my interview with um, immigration. I think it's great that you're doing research on it. Um, try to get as educated as you can because you're the best person to fight for, for you. I mean, attorneys are out there. Obviously, they're supposed to represent, but you have to find the right one. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they, they well, don't always do their job. immigration, it's such a different – yeah, with immigration, it's just such a different ballgame. Because it's not really immigration law, it's not criminal law, and it's not really civil law. So um, it is, obviously it is civil law, but immigration laws are just different laws that you just need to know. And I think that's what makes some 
some immigration attorneys, maybe not even knowingly, just don't even have the time to read up what else is available. Or maybe they're just taking more cases where that they know they can guarantee a green card rather than taking on a case that is going to be really difficult. And so my previous attorneys uh, actually messed up my paperwork. Uh, and one of them, he just took advantage. So he kept charging me uh, sums of money and saying this is uh, necessary for your paperwork within immigration. But but I later learned it was not necessary. So he was just making money and prolonging my case as long as he could. And he didn't really care if that got me a denial. He didn't even present my case uh, appropriately in front of um, immigration. And initially, I, I was so terrified of immigration that like any other person, I was like, I don't know law. I'm not going to touch this. This is too scary. I need someone to represent me. I need, I, I can't, I'm going through this crazy stuff in my mind. I'm my, um, battling a drug addiction. I'm coming off drugs right now. Uh, I just lost what I thought was my home, my, not my safety, but it wasn't my safety. And there's no way at that time that I was capable of taking initiative and trying to represent myself or even understanding the legal concept of what is immigration law. One thing, I don't know if you're aware of this, um, but anytime an attorney represents you, if they don't represent you correctly, you can always file um, with the board. Yes, yes, file with the board. I did that. And I also, that, that is what actually helped me in my immigration petition because I filed and I got an appeal, so I'm still waiting on certain appeals to be finalized. The thing with immigration is that it takes years. So just because you submitted something and they processed it doesn't mean that even within a year you're going to hear from them or be called for an interview. It might take them five years. It might take them six years. I had I have one petition that's still there uh, that they haven't even reviewed, but it's just being it's just being filed there um and it's been there for 14 years so wow. it's a, it, it, it once you really it, this is it's not as it, it's not like i said it's not really criminalized it's completely a different different law and how they process paperwork and who gets heard and with so there's so many immigrants there's so how how are you gonna um review all that paperwork. There's just not not enough manpower to do that. And then on top of that, you have the politicians making new laws and making other changes, and it just gets really complex and confusing. And, yeah, it's a mess. Well, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I hope that it works out in the end um, just you know, keep yeah, doing what you're doing. Hopeful. Sounds like you're doing good with it. So, yeah, no, I'm very proud of myself. And I told myself if I if I actually if I get this done, I I deserve I, this is a pat on my back and just my brilliant mind of being able to actually represent myself as an attorney in this case. Um, I that I will I will pat myself on the back for that if everything gets approved. And if I actually did it yeah. on my own without any representation, because I've had some attorneys tell me they can't even take my case right now because it's so complex. 
they've never even seen anything like that. So, mm-hmm. so if I get if I if I get this pass, then I will be. I, I will be celebrating. I will. I, I might have to go to the Bahamas. I don't know, but I need to, you know, do something because I I'm not, I haven't even had a passport in 30 years. I came here stamped in my yeah. mother's Soviet Union passport. Well, hopefully, it, you know, it works out and to your benefit. I yeah. mean, I would think it would. You've been over here how all these years. I mean, I can't say deny you, but right? I obviously had a work I celebrated my third. <laughs> A lot longer than I lived in the Soviet Union, I will say. Also, the Soviet Union doesn't exist, so I do wonder where, you know, what fairness they would have in deporting me because this kind of, it doesn't exist. There's no Soviet Union. And I, it's not like I was born in Russia. I was actually born in Georgia, but I'm not Georgian and I don't speak the language. And then for two years I lived in Armenia, but I get, um, I'm half Armenian. I hold no property there, and I don't speak the language. Uh, I only lived there for two years. So that makes me really just with no country. Um, so the only country that I call, call home is U.S. I've been here for 30 years. I went to elementary school, you know, boarding school, college. My whole life has been right. New England. Right. I hope it works out. I think it will. I mean, I'm I'm just very. I, I, I believe mean, in God. And I, I believe yeah. That if you pray, and, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah, I think and, you know. I, I I think if I was really truly didn't believe that it will work out, I don't think I would be you know sharing all this information. So, I I know that I'm do. I'm also you know giving voice to immigration because I am in the position that I can have a voice about it and I can share my immigration journey as well for those that need it or that are struggling or even just need help with some certain people. But um, ultimately, I wouldn't be able to do that if I was honestly so stressed or thinking that this is not going to work. So it's kind of, uh, I don't even know where I was going with this at this point, but. It's okay. Uh, well, I mean, I guess, like, is there anything out there that you want to tell the audience that, you know, you think could help them with anything? Just, you know, support each other, love each other, value connection, because the connections will provide opportunities. And the more you love yourself, the more opportunities that you desire will come to you. So really, what you... Everything's created twice. I really believe that. I think it's created once in the mind and then through through how we process and then how we interact. The more, if we're healing or if we, uh, there should be healing. What I mean also by healing is that there should, I believe in the spirit and I think that there's a spirit voice that speaks through me when I write or even when I speak about certain things. I have that guidance, and I truly believe that. And I I think in healing, it's not just therapy. You really do need to find uh, belief. And maybe God, maybe the universe, I think it's all one language, and it's just having a belief that you believe in the soul, you believe in the spirit, and you believe in the higher power. And I think we all need that belief. 
I agree. Where can everyone find you? Um, like, what, what? do you have a website? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty easy. Again, uh, Googling me might be one way, Diana Caprina, K-O-U-P-R-I-N-A. Uh, everything just pops up. Or uh, just Facebook. I use Facebook where I use it as a marketing uh, strategy for my books. That's that, that's how I started with it because I, I'm working on my MBA and I took that initiative as a project. And I build the community on Facebook and I have various groups and I'm actually really easy to find and connect. So, and then once connected, if someone needs help, feel free to direct message me. I'm always answering any questions anyone might have. Um, and everything is just on my Facebook. So, again, it's just my name, Diana Caprina. Um, and that's it. should be easy to find. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so happy you told your story, and I hope that it all works out for you with the immigration. I think it will. I have faith. I think it will, you know. And now I have others believing in me. So, of course, it's the higher power, right? I, I do believe it will work out. I mean, you've been here all these years. And you're very smart, and I just I only think you have a lot of potential, and you've done so much. I, I can't see how a judge could deny that. I mean, unless there's some hidden law out there that says <laughs> that, it, that it's black and white, and they have to just go. You know, but you have to go back no matter what. I, I really think that you will you will yeah you know, survive this. I think so too. That I, I yes. And thank you for saying that, and thank you so much for having me. Like I said, this is very also healing for me to just have this opportunity to speak and connect and just share my story because it makes it also easier on me to know that I'm doing something or I'm serving even more of a higher purpose, and maybe I'm touching that one person that really needs it that's really down or that is going through something similar and that really needs to hear this. And I hope they hear it and I hope it helps. Thank you. And I, I believe that that your story will help somebody out there. I I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Um, You're welcome. And thank you again for coming on and thank you everyone out there for listening and if anyone has a story please reach out to me uh, voiceforvictimsradio.com I'd love to hear from you I mean as you can see Diana she told her story and I'm sure there's someone out there listening that is in a situation like her and you know I'm sure this is helping so that being said you know if you have a story that could help someone you need to reach out and get your story out there because we're all trying to change the world for a better place Yes, and I think if we all connect. Go ahead. I just wanted to, I don't know why I'm interjecting. I got so into what you were saying. I just wanted to just, I was praising you in my head, and I just completely interrupted you, and I apologize. But it's so wonderful what you're doing, and I just wanted to take a second and just praise you for that Um, and for the connection. But continue. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. No, it's fine. Thank thank you. I appreciate that. Now, you can talk as much as you want. <laughs> it's okay. Just, I, get, I get so yeah. lost that we're ha- in the conversation that I 
I'm not even thinking, oh, there's there's people listening or this is a show. I'm just con- I just con- I felt so connected with you doing this one on one and just girlfriend hour, you know, just talking to my friend and telling her someone I just met, sharing this story and just getting that empathy and it's just so refreshing. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I I appreciate your words as well. I I just really want to like the reason I started Voice for Victims, I'm trying to like spread awareness and trying to help all the people out there that's suffering in silence. Cause I mean, it goes on too much in society. And I, you know, I just want to try to change as much as I can <laughs> like before I die. Like and my goal is, is to like, you know, that is, a, that is beautiful. I feel you on that. And I, and that was just, I, that that's why I, I think I just unraveled with you because you're just empathetic and understanding and I love that and empowering. And so for anyone I want to say who's listening, really, if you're feeling up to it to share your story, do it. Um, Cause this is an amazing opportunity and an amazing podcast to just enjoy yourself and feel appreciated and feel worthy. And it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Well, I hope everyone has a fabulous day, and I hope you continue doing everything that you're doing to try to change the world, Diana. I I really feel that you're going to make a huge difference in society. And I think your story will, too. I think it will be very impactful. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. And it's really nice to hear, actually, I will say because I, I do, I have, you know, I have that of writers where, you know, it, it's nice to hear that someone actually appreciates what you're saying. It's it's just that boost of confidence that sometimes all of us need, I think. I, I totally agree with that. I think that being around positive people and, and, you know, getting away from the toxic environments and, you know, the negativity really helps us strive to be better and be better self of us, you know, like better versions mm-hmm. of us if we can try yes. to keep striving to help yes. others, you know. Yeah. You. Um, You're welcome. Are we, I'm going to, I just realized I, I I need to go be a mom. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to end cold. the show now. And so I just, I wasn't sure if we're signing off or not, but yeah. uh, again, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to end the show. You're welcome. Stay, I hope we stay connected and, you know, hopefully we uh, we can do this again. Maybe I can update you in the future of the progress and definitely keep you posted. I, this can, I feel this connection deeply, so um, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome, and yes. Please stay in touch. I believe we're on Facebook, and, you know, you have my phone number. You can reach out Mm -hmm. anytime. Yes. Well, I hope uh, you have a fabulous day, and I hope everyone out there listening has a great rest of their week and keep striving to be a better you. Take care, everyone. Bye. Check out Balance 7 at balance7.com. To get a discount, type in Crystal 10. This is a nutritional supplement that will get you back to optimal health. Now, what are you waiting for? Go to balance7.com.
www.ultimatesupplement7.com to try your supplement today. Are you an entrepreneur, actor, music artist, or someone trying to make a difference in the community or have a story that could help someone suffering in silence? If your answer is yes, then you need to check out Crystal Starn's various podcast shows that she produces and hosts. Come on one of her shows and make a difference. Promote your business on her platforms. Ask her about package deals to get your brand more noticed. Want a commercial about your business done by her voice? She also offers package deals for that service. You can find her at crystalstarnshow.com and voiceforvictimsradio.com. Also, if you want access to all her podcast shows and blogs, join her community awareness page for just $4.99 a month. That's right, just $4.99 a month. Then you would have access at a click of a button to her various platforms. Crystal Starnes is trying to make a difference for all people in the world. She wants to help as many people as she can so no one is suffering in silence. Anyone who has a vision and wants to achieve their dream, she has a passion to help promote you to get you to the next level of success. Kids need nutrition to stay focused and function at their best. Relive Kids Now makes this simple by giving them protein, vitamins, minerals, with nutrients to support their immune system, growth, and brain development. It's all there in a simple, delicious daily shake. You can get this product in vanilla or chocolate. And you can go to healthfirst.relive.com. Again, healthfirst.relive.com. Go get your shake today. Are you feeling sluggish and feeling like you have no energy? Look no further. Kickstart your morning or afternoon and enjoy regulated, even energy that keeps you going without the crash or unwanted side effects of harsh stimulants used in typical energy drinks. Zero sugar, zero crash, sustainable energy, hydration, and fat burn. You can find this product, which is called Energize Go, at healthfirst.relive.com Again, healthfirst.relive.com Now what are you waiting for? Go try Energize Go. So what is your why in life? Everyone should ask themselves that question. What is your purpose? What is your vision? What encourages you to do better each day? Do you have goals in life that you want to strive for? Everyone has a purpose here on this earth. When you can figure out why you are who you are and what purpose you have, then you will be unstoppable. You will be able to achieve all of your goals 
after you can answer that question. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today to Voice for Victims radio show. I loved hearing Diana's story, and I want to hear more stories, so please reach out to me because we are all striving to make a difference in the community. We want to make a positive impact. We want to help others. We want to reach out to the people out there that's suffering in silence. You know, anyone out there that wants to spread awareness about, you know, legal terms, Anything out there for human rights, you know, just to educate people in the community, I'd love to hear from you, and I'm sure the rest of the world would, too. We all need to strive to be better. We all need to help each other, and we all need to be impactful in this society that we are living in today. We need to change it for a better place to live. With that being said, I will end with that. Take care, everyone. Yes, Brian, I am having an affair with your brother, but we're in love. What do you want me to say? I want you to tell me how I can get an auto loan. Wait, what? No, auto loan? <laughs> how can I get one? Mm-hmm. I feel your confusion. Let's use it in the scene. Yeah, cool. Uh, but the, the loan? I don't know. I'm your acting coach. I drive a 2001 Miata. You should talk to Clearview. You have auto loan questions. We have the answers at clearviewfcu.org. Clearview. Clearly different. Hey, are you planning to get an updated COVID-19 vaccine? Yep. I don't want to get seriously sick and miss out on spending time with friends and family. Does it cost a lot? I don't have insurance. If you don't have health insurance, or if your insurance doesn't cover an updated COVID-19 vaccine, you can get one for free with the Bridge Access program. Just look for places that participate in Bridge Access on vaccines.gov. Sounds good. Bridge Access on vaccines.gov. A message from CDC. 